Welcome back. You're listening to Chanel Aaron at Sheer Bliss, the podcast about exploring life purpose as an introvert. Hi everyone, so today's podcast will be all about the idea of self-love. I know that a lot of us see self-love from a very physical perspective, especially with the society that we live in today, where self-love is all about the Botox, the fillers, the self-care from a physical standpoint, and I wanted to really just show you how I perceive self-love in a lot of ways with these four components. I really think that self-love really has to include all four of these for it to make sense and for it to be whole and authentic to who we are. It's not just about putting a face mask on at night and saying, I love myself, but really taking the work to make your life as beautiful and as fulfilling as it can be, and that's what self-love is. For me, I think it's really important to understand self-love from a self-actualization perspective. So it's the idea where you're working on yourself so that one day when you wake up and you're 90 or 80, you can be very satisfied with what you've done in this life and can feel like you got as close to self-actualization as possible and that you set the standards for yourself in order to love who you are currently but also who you are becoming. And I think what media tells us about self-love is you make yourself more beautiful, you exercise, and you just love your physical body because it's beautiful and inherently wonderful. And then there's the self-love movement that's completely different in terms of loving your body as it is, but it's still focusing on this very physical aspect of our bodies when we're talking about um, body acceptance and and uh, curviness acceptance and just all these different aspects of self-love seem to really miss the mark for me. I think that in light of this past weekend, which was Valentine's Day, I think it's really important to dive into how self-love can actually be beneficial to your life purpose, but also understanding that there's more to self-love than the media portrays. And that if you focus only on one component of self-love, you're really missing out on what it can encompass and how fulfilling self-love can be. And trust me, so I am someone who definitely feels like I struggled with self-acceptance, self-love, self-care, all of those things. And I think I started actually out with the most simple aspect in my opinion, of self-love. And again, I think there are four components of it. So I think there's, it's like a pie. You need to have the balance of all four components. There's the physical self-love. There's the soul-based self-love. There's family, friendships, relationship-based self-love. And then there's kind of the mind, intellectual, purposeful pursuits of self-love. And I think that those four categories really need to be balanced in order to feel like you're actually putting your best foot out there and giving the best to yourself and to others. And that is what I think self-love is about. It's about making progress each and every single day 
and being able to examine who you are and what makes you you and being able to say that you fully love and accept all of those aspects of who you are and who you're becoming. Why I emphasize the importance of who you're becoming is because it's really important, again, if you've heard in my past episodes, to look at the trajectory of where you're heading and how you're making progress towards that as well. And for me, I think the easiest thing that I'll start off with is the physical self-love. And I can say that this was probably the first thing that I worked on in my life. Um, Just being able to love myself physically was something that was super important that allowed me to get to a point where I don't worry about the way I look, really, and get to a point where I take care of myself and my health on a daily basis in a routine manner in a way that I don't have to be worried about it and overly concentrated on it. I think the physical self-love part often takes precedent for a lot of people and they tend to really focus on this. About 60% of their self-love is focused on the physical instead of 25%. I was the same way. When I got into fitness, I was actually just in high school and I had started running with my routine. I was weighing about 118 pounds at that time and I really felt like that was a bit overweight and I, I just had so many mixed messages from my peers that I should be slim, I should be under 100 pounds and all these different things and I really had a huge shift in focus towards the physical aspect. I was also dealing with a lot at that time and I think that being able to control my physical appearance and the way that I manage my body was really appealing to me because it was one method of control. I controlled what I ate, I controlled how much I exercised, all those things was kind of like having my life as controlled as possible. And with that in mind, I think the physical aspect is important, but not in the reasons that we may think they are, but rather because physical health is so important. Almost all of the things that we value in terms of physical appearance can somewhat relate back to health or should somewhat relate back to health. Not all of it does, but I think things like exercise are important because of the way that we should be focused on on health as a whole. And I can tell you for a fact that right now I found a really good balance of basically going to the gym five times a week, lifting medium to heavy weights, and then doing a light ab and band exercise at home with the rubber bands, if you know what I'm talking about, the weighted bands with just a light glute and abs exercise for about 15 minutes at home after the gym workouts. And then I've also, on the weekends, when the gym that I go to, which is an outdoor gym, is not open, then I'll do a little bit more cardio. The five days per week, um, I do a little bit of cardio, 15 minutes per day, and then on the weekends, I do a little bit higher amount of cardio because we tend to go hiking, and then we also, when I'm not doing activities with other people, like to go for a bit of a run. And so these are just the very basic physical things that I think are important for me to feel like I'm taking good care of my body. My diet is pretty consistent. It's just a pescatarian diet. 
Of course, it's not always salads, but I think I eat salads every day, and I think I stick to a pretty intermittent fasting sort of routine where I don't usually eat breakfast unless I'm I'm really hungry. But then I tend to eat until 8 p.m. and then start from lunch, from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for the most part. And it's not something that I have to think about anymore. I just wake up and I'm not very hungry. I will drink tea, however, in the morning. And I tend to eat usually something either eggs and a salad for lunch or something fulfilling and light for lunch and then for dinner it's really up in the air i eat a lot of tofu in my diet i eat a lot of fish in my diet again it's a pescatarian diet and in terms of other things that i do every day i definitely shave every day and i lotion every day which is just very standard routine for taking care of yourself on the sundays every sunday i have written down in my planner that i do a pour routine so cleaning my pores go figure especially right now when we're wearing masks really often i've come to see that blackheads and whiteheads and those types of things are a lot more common so there's a pour routine i have a teeth cleaning routine and a teeth whitening routine and then on a day-to-day basis i do use a lot of products on my skin and i'll go ahead and let you know what those are So the products that I use on my skin every day are as listed. I, in the morning, definitely use Dickinson's Witch Hazel. It is a pore toner and I've used it since I was in high school. I use Hyaluron Essence Toner and then I follow up with a moisturizer which is the Aloe Propolis Soothing Gel. And then I use an eye cream. Right now the eye cream I use is Ellen Silla collagen eye cream and I really really like it then I put on a vitamin C serum hyaluronic serum from Cosmetica which you can get off of Amazon it's a hyaluronic acid serum and then you use the Elta MD sunscreen every day which is also including SPF 45 and hyaluronic acid then at night I use the Witch Hazel again as sort of a makeup remover. Then I use the Sun and Park Beauty Water, which is also a makeup cleanser. Then I use the Neogen Myocell Cleanser, which is also a makeup remover. I use a Skin Food Exfoliator with Black Sugar Mask. And then I use the Natria Skin Conditioner, the Hyaluron Essence Toner, Moisturizer, Aloe Propolis Soothing Gel, the Ellen Silla Collagen Eye Cream, a tiny bit of retinol serum, which I can get off of Amazon as well. And then that's about it. And you may look at all these products and wonder how long it takes me to use all this. I tend to use a cotton pad for all of these products and it just takes about four minutes in the morning and then probably like six minutes at night. And the reason why I think it's super important is because all throughout college, I slept in my makeup, I slept in my contacts, I just never took care of my skin and I I definitely have noticed the ramifications of doing so. My pores are really big genetically because my mom also has pretty large pores, but then also because I slept in my makeup for years and years. I don't really deal with acne in particular, but I definitely deal with 
a lot of little skin issues like blackheads and then also my skin texture isn't always that great and so I have really invested in these products and this is a routine I've been using since probably I graduated from college about one and a half years ago and I've definitely seen an improvement in the way that I like my skin to look and as for makeup products I use another SPF makeup product on top of the SPF that I use with the Elta MD. What I use is actually called a CC Clinique CC cream and basically has SPF 30 in it and I use the medium light. Then I my makeup routine is really simple so what I do is I use the Sephora bronzer number three, the Tarte blush, a, the Becca champagne, and then that's all. And then I put on Burt's Bees and um, a light lip gloss and I don't really do anything else the reason because of that is because I actually have a pretty proficient routine where I have lash extensions so I spend probably 180 a month on lash extensions at the 12 to 13 length and I do the classic classic set because I like more of the natural look there are definitely girls who like the very 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 heavy lashes if that's the case you should go 14 to 15 and there's also the lash extension options that are not classic that are called hybrid or different sorts of lash looks that you can explore yourself but for me I spend about 180 on that per month and I do it every two to three weeks depending on if there are events coming up and I do microblading at least once a year this is about $200 per year, um, and it may hurt a bit, but I think it's really worth it in my opinion as someone who has really, really badly shaped brows. It's just so worth it to get microblading, and I love it. I've been doing it for three years, and then there's on occasion, I, I do, I have in the past year for the first time done Botox, and basically it was just on my forehead because I noticed that I had a lot of lines that were visible even when I was not raising my eyebrows and that for me was a free treatment at the time so I don't know how much I would spend on it per year but, but I would imagine it to be around 10 units of Botox so probably $150 and I have calculated my self-care routine in the past and with everything lashes, microblading, and occasional Botox that comes out to about three thousand per year per maintenance and given my salary that's about i would say two um, percent of my salary if i'm if i'm calculating it right that might be completely wrong but it's not a lot of my salary and i make sure that i do my nails myself i actually bought a gel machine i notice that once i do my nails by myself like i don't ever and i have never been to the nail salon so it saves me a lot of money and then in terms of anything else, physic physically, I definitely do want some other things. Like I've considered laser hair removal. I've considered laser skin resurfacing for my pores. And I might do Invisalign for my top teeth because I have a permanent retainer on my bottom tooth on the inside. But I might consider Invisalign for my top teeth, which have been moving after I remove my wisdom teeth. And I do sometimes consider a little bit of liposuction on my stomach area. 
Right now I'm about 108 to 110 pounds at around 5 foot, so you know it's not too bad and I'm sure if I was diligent in my diet and my exercise um, and increasing my cardio I could probably lose a little bit more weight. The goal weight would be 105. And yeah, so those are the things that I kind of do on a weekly basis, some of the things that I do and on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis. And I think it's just something that makes you feel good. And, you know, sometimes you see all those celebrities that have everything done. For me, I think having a few things done that make you feel good on a daily basis is plenty. It's enough. You don't have to focus 70% of your energy on the way you look, maybe just 25%. If you need to focus 50% of the energy on the way you look for the first year just to continue improving your self-confidence in your appearance, that's fine. But recognize that at some point, you got to shift that dial back and, and make it a quarter of your life at max. Next, the mindful and intellectual purposeful pursuits. So for this, for me, I really think it's super important to plan every day with so much intention and that's self-love. Being able to wake up and recognize your purpose, recognize what you're here for on this planet and aim to really make the most of your presence on this earth because you are so valuable. And I really think that this mind intellectual pursuit is so, so important and we neglect it often. Every day, I try to be learning something new. And right now, I haven't been in school for one and a half years. Again, I'm going to pursue my MPH and medical degree in the fall. And in May, I'll probably start my MPH and then continue with my medical degree in the August of that same year. It's a dual degree. So I'm really excited about that. But I've noticed for me, I have to be continuously learning, whether it's about finances epidemiology, anatomy, med medical terminology, real estate, bioethics, whatever it is, I recognize that I find value and I place value in continuously growing and learning. And having purposeful pursuits is so important. And I think it's so important actually to start from the finding what your purpose is and then working backwards to find things that fit that purpose. Some people can just go and explore a lot of tangential, interesting things, but then not have a purpose for why they're exploring those things, and it's fine, but I think it's always better to, to approach these with having the purpose first, and then finding the things that you can explore that match or enhance that purpose. So for me, of course, it's, it's related to medicine and humanity and all those aspects of life that I am really interested in. And in regards to the third category, it's about soulful, soulful matters. And this is really solely about connecting with what makes you happy. It doesn't need to be any sort of purposeful pursuit necessarily, but just doing things that actually make you genuinely happy. I'm going to give you examples in my own life and you can probably find them in yours. Music, I definitely spend maybe 15 minutes a day playing Olivia Rodrigo and driver's license or different stuff that makes me happy and learning that on the piano makes me happy. Doing things that are just based on connecting with your soul. I love researching the INFJ personality. I love, love, love 
going on Reddit MBTI or different things like that, Reddit R, R INFJ, all of those things, writing, writing a memoir, writing my book, those are things that I super, super love to do because they help me connect with my soul. And the other things would be like planting plants. I love watching the progress of my plants grow, going outdoors, going kayaking, things that are just so in tune with who you are and what you enjoy doing that bring you excitement in this life and bring you peace and joy and all of those great, calming, wonderful emotions. That's what Soulful Matters is about. And I really think it's important to have a set aside dedicated time to those every single day, even if it's just 20 minutes, even if it's being able to connect with yourself alone without other people necessarily involved, but just being able to connect with what you love and yourself. The last category is really just about family, friends, and relationships. And for me, I'm the type of person who tends to neglect this category most. As an introvert, I think it's easy to neglect relationships and other people because they tend to not live in your head with you. And as an introvert, I definitely have to make a schedule to reach out to people. And I have to make a make opportunities for myself to give back to people and build communities in different ways by volunteering and different things that help me connect with those around me because I recognize the importance of that. It's just not inherent to my nature to want to spend 25% of my time on that. So I think I spend really maybe 10% of my time on those things in regards to other people. And again, these distributions can be different for everyone. It's just about recognizing what means balance to you out of these four categories, how you can best incorporate self-love in yourself and self-care and self-acceptance with these four aspects and most when you wrap these up these four categories together self-actualization so when you are at the last moment of your life that you're so happy and fulfilled with the life that you lived and i think it's just important to really consider that future mindset and being able to look back on your actions on a day-to-day basis and be proud of who you are today, but who you're becoming. And so I highly encourage you to really think about these four categories in your own life and try to determine what it is that drives you and what it is that you have been pursuing in each one of them. During this past year, it's hard to pinpoint perhaps you haven't been spending as much time with family and relationships, but perhaps or you haven't been spending as much time doing soulful things that you absolutely love, but really try to incorporate these into your life this year of 2021 because you will not regret it. And so I'm going to sign off today and thank you for being patient with me. As always, you can find me at chanel.aaron at Instagram or at gmail.com. I'll always respond. There is also more episodes to come on topics that you guys are interested in. Um, But for today, I hope you enjoyed this short discussion. I hope it got your gears turning as per usual. And I will go ahead and talk to you Saturday.